Hey, and welcome to the podcast that shall not be named. Episode 423 for 16 November 2023. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever it is at the time of day that you're listening to this. And here is episode uh, On the Road to Recovery, week 14. Actually, it'll be 15 weeks this Sunday. It's been a while. Didn't mean that to be the case. I'm just having a hard time recording episodes and getting them out there. Uh, I did try a couple times. Uh, normal story for all those podcasters out there. You know what I'm talking about. Record an episode. And it's just not what you want. Well, in my case, when I have an off day, it's really off. It's not just a couple things that I'd like, well, I would have said that differently. It's just like, yeah, that whole thing just came out like a pile of scrambled bits in the bitstream. So we'll just put that on the, the editing room floor. So it's uh, just a little bit before 3 on a Thursday afternoon. It is a pleasant 60 degrees out. A little overcast, a little bit of sun peeking through. Uh, really uncharacteristic for a November, late November uh, Thursday afternoon. But I took advantage of it. Um, as I said, it's been four weeks since the last update, but uh, big... Big step today in the last week. Big steps. But uh, Chris is in town. I felt confident enough to go for a short walk to the state park campgrounds next door. They're only 200 feet away. The campground shut down uh, four weeks ago in the middle of October. So there's nobody over there. Um, so it was just me in the campground and a gentle breezes. Well, actually... We got gale force winds coming in today, but uh, so uh, gentle winds, gentle breezes by Kiwana standards, and uh, no walker and no crutches, just walking very carefully. It's fairly level ground between here and the campground. A lot of leaves in the path, so I've got to watch for roots and stuff like that. But uh, I felt confident enough that uh, I could head over there and take a short walk around and get some exercise and come back uh, doing it on my own. That being the case, um, since there really isn't reliable cell coverage here, did grab the medic radio and threw that in my flannel shirt pocket too, just, just as a safety precaution. But was able to get over to the campground, walk around a little bit. Uh, they have shut the Wi-Fi down that uh, gets a feed from our property. But uh, there's just enough cell phone coverage over there where I could play online games on the phone, things that I've been doing during my recovery to try to uh, ward off the, the boredom. And there are two uh, pokey stops over there. One of them's a gym. And there are two ingress portals over there. I know, Bob Goyetch's favorite game. Inside joke there. But uh, um, walked around updated some things on my phone with some difficulty and uh, mostly from viewing difficulty that is and then took a leisurely walk back normally i would go over with the dogs uh, but i don't i'm not in any position to chase after them right now if something comes up so not quite ready to dog walk yet i feel really bad about that because chris has been having to do the bulk of dog walking and this time of year it's hard to walk. It's getting easier, but it's hard to walk both of them at the same time. So she would go on one walk with one dog, come back, and then pick up the other dog and go on, on another dog walk. 
which takes a considerable amount of time. She gets a lot of steps in that way, though. So, yes, I'm starting to move around. Uh, sometimes I'm wearing the boot. Sometimes I'm not. Uh, when things start getting really sore, I put the boot back on just to protect my, my leg as it's healing. That's going to be going for quite some time. But I do have the blessing from uh, orthopedics to put my full weight on it and just move around with caution. They're, they're leaving it up to me at this point uh, when I have the boot on and when not. Just uh, when fatigue and soreness gets in there. It does help uh, with the boot on, uh, cutting down the pain in the leg once I kind of start, <laughs> if I start to overdo it at all. Um, probably not going to be the most riveting episode, but uh, let's see here. Vision-wise, um, week by week, it's getting a little better. And I have uh, started out with a very narrow area of vision, and I literally had to put my head way down and look straight up as high as I could get to try to pull things together in any type of uh, single image or get it close anyhow. Now I've got a pretty wide range of motion where I can, with effort, bring images together uh, from about five to ten feet out to infinity. Um, I can pull things together and it's not two images that you can drive a semi between. Um, but it does take effort and I do tire out pretty quickly. Even if, if I'm out and about, even just going to doctor's appointments and, and back, uh, putting effort in to keep the vision in check and, uh, I'm wiped out by the time I get home. Anything closer than five feet, I've got, still got solid double vision. Um, there's some tricks I can do to be able to read and answer texts and stuff like that. I do mostly on my computer. It's very, I don't get basically no sense of depth of field it's very hard for me to type on a phone keyboard um, but uh, closing one eye tilting my head taking the glasses and tilting them at a different angle I can generally get an area to come into vision come into focus that I can use to uh, read and uh, reply to but again it takes a fair amount of effort to do that and I tire out pretty quickly but that is a major improvement from where I was 14 weeks ago. So we'll see. We'll see how much I get back. The word from the doctors, including to one who may be listening to this episode, hello, is that basically after nine months to a year, basically whatever I get back is what I'm getting back. And um, I'm, I'm hoping for 100%. That's what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting definitely to try to get back to being a paramedic again. Um, but I do realize there's no guarantees on that. And I really need pretty close to full vision back um, for me to be able to do that. Uh, before the accident, I, I had to stay on top of the glasses, prescriptions, and make sure everything's working well so that I can read the prescriptions or read the uh, read the medications in the back of the rig it's always been a challenge uh, they don't do that in 18 point font they got these little tiny bottles with these little tiny prints on them and I've got to be able to read what's in it what the concentration is what the expiration dates are and uh, confirm that with my partner um, that kind of stuff is totally out of my range right now um, Walking is a challenge. Driving is out of the question. I would be, uh, for those that understand the reference, uh, Ralph Nader would say I would be unsafe at any speed right now. The 
only time I have gotten in the truck, I've done it once, is getting from the house to the garage. Uh, for those that have been listening here for a while, we call it the road to Saskatchewan. It's a three to five minute walk on a good day. Um, I am not walking at normal space speed. So uh, there was one day I did need to get up to the garage for something. And instead of trying to navigate that, I think I was still even, uh, I was in crutch territory at the time. I was past, uh, I was past the walker, but on crutches. But I made it out to the truck because Chris wasn't here. Drove up to the garage, um, got something off the ground floor there back into the truck and drove back because there was no way I was going to walk up there and walk back. Have not been in my uh, my office. Have not been in Studio V since the accident. Um, hopefully tomorrow. We'll see. One of the things that uh, was accomplished uh, during my recovery is my friend Dan came over. He's a retired contractor and built uh, handrails going up the stairs up to my office because there's no there were no handrails there was no railing um so basically just open staircase and lack of balance and lack of mobility not a good combination to try to go up the stairs i do not want to wind up in the er again so he is he has been to the garage installed a, a good sturdy handrail for me to hold on to um and hopefully, hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to get up there and at least do some sorting of some stuff. I don't know if I'll be able to get any. I, I want to make a wiring harness for something we need, but I don't know if I'll be able to, to do it. Uh, working at close quarters, five feet or closer, is very difficult for me. Um, just based on what's happening when I'm trying to cook. Uh, it's difficult for me to bring a pistachio in the shell up close and open it to see it well enough to open it um, i have been cooking but i've been dropping a lot much to the delight of our dogs uh, they've been kind of hanging hanging tight because they know something's going to hit the floor eventually while i'm cooking uh, sometimes it's ingredients sometimes I've, I've dropped full entrees not you know a full portion of an entree not the i haven't ruined the entire dinner yet i'm uh, and i'm getting a little better so i'm hoping that's not going to happen but I have dropped entire servings to the floor. Again, much to the dog's delight and much to my chagrin. Uh, generally, I... Uh, oh, okay, so what's that noise in the background? The furnace kicked on. Um, generally, I've been spilling or losing some of the coffee grounds every morning when I try to make coffee. And I have dumped a couple of full cups of coffee thinking I was putting them on the uh, table next to my recliner and misjudging it by like six inches and just dumping the coffee mug on the floor. Some of the adventures of the virtual Uber in the last 14 weeks. The other thing I've discovered since, uh, and I might have mentioned it in the last episode, I was starting to suspect it about four weeks ago, but I have definitely lost a good chunk of my sense of taste in the accident. Um, for those that follow me on Facebook, you've seen me cooking. Um, every meal you've seen me cook on Facebook, the family says has been right what it should be. Uh, I can't taste it. It's very strange uh, eating yellow curry and tasting nothing but blandness, pretty much nothing, but feeling the burn afterwards. So I could, I could feel the burn from the spices. I just couldn't taste them. 
I don't know how much of that I'm getting back. It's not everything because there's a lot of things that uh, taste normal to me. A lot of things I can't taste at all. Some things, there's, I haven't been able to nail down exactly which ingredients I can and can't taste yet. But I can tell you I used to love fish with tartar sauce. I can't taste most fish. And when I dipped it in the tartar sauce, I could taste half the ingredients in the tartar sauce. But the other half I was missing. And what's left is not a very pleasant taste, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, Chris tasted it, and she said it was actually the best tartar sauce she'd ever had. It was at a place nearby called Glacia. I'm sure the food's great. Great. But uh, as I said, I'm learning what does and doesn't taste well. Uh, the... The Asian, uh, Asian glaze uh, umami salmon that I make, that just, just tastes normal to me. Salmon tastes normal, period. So, as I said, I'm learning bit by bit. And I'm probably boring you to death at this point. So, the overall update. Vision's getting better. A long ways to go before I'm even safe to drive again. I'm hoping that's, that's one, of my, one of my milestones I'm shooting for be able to go without having to uh, have uh, interrupt Chris's day and have her drive me everywhere I go. But uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. End goal, get enough back to be able to be a paramedic again. And uh, at this point, I am Citizen Mike, I'm no longer Medic Mike. Um, the license is done, I will have to reapply. And that's a weird feeling after doing this for as long as I have. But um, there's a lengthy period of time they give you to reapply before you have to retest. Um, I've got basically, or not including the, the, the almost four months that have transpired so far, but you basically have three years from the uh, expiration of your license before they ask you to retest. And uh, I do have a firm belief that if I couldn't pass the exam, I don't belong being a paramedic anymore. That being said, uh, at this point in my life, being retired, would I go through the exam again? Because it's a major undertaking. I would probably say no. I say I would probably think that that's it. It's going to be a major undertaking alone just to reapply for the license because there's a lot of education that goes along with that, and it's on a sliding three-year scale as well. So a lot of things that I did three years ago, or a little bit over three years ago, have now fallen off the books. And September, October was a big time of year for me for doing re-education. There's a conference in Marquette. I uh, normally was doing Thursday through Sunday in classes, and all that time has dropped off my schedule. So I now have to reclaim all of that doing something else. So it won't be a short process to get my paramedic license back, uh, provided uh, all the other cognitive uh, issues with my uh, deficits with my concussion go away um, it'll be a bit of a challenge to get the license back but I do plan on doing it provided uh, I am capable of doing so so it's uh, the shaggy dog story of where things are at so walking better it's going to be a long time before the leg completely heals one of the bones is doing really really well uh, but it was shattered less it's mended really well held together by screws the other bone was shattered pretty badly. There's a plate in there with many screws. And uh, 
it has not developed what they call a lot of callus yet, which are the connecting points between the segments of bone that were broken. And uh, it's going to be another two weeks before I go back to orthopedics to take another x-ray to take a look at it. And uh, at that point, I think they're going to make some sort of decision whether they're going to try to start using a bone stimulator, growth stimulator, or not, or just to let it continue healing at the rate that it's going at. But let's uh, hope that we can just let it ha heal naturally. Uh, looking it up, since I don't have a lot of time to do anything else, um, that particular type of fracture it looks like can take up to a year. So, yeah, a little bit at a time. Now that I'm not having to support myself on a walker and crutches, uh, the shoulder injuries are starting to recover. Hopefully we'll be able to do that without any type of surgical intervention. I've got both my rotator cuffs, both right and left shoulder. The right knee is doing better. Again, now that I'm able to walk more normally, it only wakes me up a couple times in the middle of the night instead of every time I move. And uh, the ever-changing left elbow <laughs> is getting back to normal as well. Uh, having to move around in crutches and, and the walker and supporting my weight and not putting anything down the left leg was really just kind of putting a lot of stress on the other joints that were trying to heal and I uh, was kind of preventing them from doing so. So, okay. What's happening in the harbor? This is the podcast about the harbor, remember? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to the harbor. As a matter of fact, uh, as I've mentioned before, the all these On the Road to Recovery episodes are going to get archived uh, sometime along the way because certainly not what most people are checking into this podcast here. Um... There's still the occasional mountain biker out there until yesterday. Uh, all the mountain bike trails are closed, and there should not be any mountain bikers out there right now because uh, the rifle shotgun hunting season started yesterday for deer. Uh, not a good time to be out there on the trails. But uh, the weather's been so mild that, yeah, and you could still ride. It's, it gets really dicey this time of year with the leaves on the trail. Leaves are slippery. Leaves are really slippery when it's wet out. And actually, my biggest concern with the leaves is that they cover the roots and fallen branches that uh, come down and cover the trails and then get covered by leaves in the October and November winds. And it's a real day record when you hit a branch that you're not expecting. If you know what's there and you can do a bunny hop over it or you know, pick up the front tire or whatever, but if you don't know what's there, it can drop you in your tracks. Um, it's a lot quieter in town than it was uh, last time I talked because, again, pretty much everything is shut down. Uh, of course, the general store is open seven days a week from 10 to 6, but reduced hours. The Mariner North is open Friday through Sunday. Gas stations open every day. Um... The Laughing Loon, under new ownership, but uh, new ownership of a local resident family, is open on weekends. I don't remember exactly what their hours are, but I just want to make sure that it's clear that they're open. And I believe the Keona Mountain Lodge is still open seven days a week. Um, dining room's closed, but they have the little cabin cafe that I think is open. I haven't checked in for a while, so if you're planning on coming up here, big thing I'd say is 
contact the places you're planning and staying because uh, basically there is no there's definitely no regular restaurant or breakfast activity up here right now uh, and uh, if you're going to stay somewhere and you're planning on eating I highly recommend you uh, get a room that has a kitchen and there's only a few of those up here uh, but Mariner North is one of them their cabins have uh, full kitchens small ones but then you have a you know, stove and oven and everything that you need to cook in which is something that you probably want to do up here otherwise you've got a bit of a drive to uh, down the island to find an open restaurant and then come back so kind of what's going on weather's been super mild um, I may have mentioned it in this episode already but I mean, six seven years ago maybe ten years ago uh, we had six feet of snow in November alone so the fact that it's just leaves on the ground and pleasant uh, flannel shirt weather outside is just amazing. Winter will return next week, but it's been an incredibly mild fall for us, which has been a good thing for me in the current circumstances. Got a little bit of frustration as far as what I normally would be doing this time of year. I would be making all kinds of preparations both around the house and... Uh, at the microwave sites to prepare for winter. None of that's been getting done. It's going to get dicey uh, once weather does hit. Fortunately, my my son Mark and a friend of mine, Jeff Foss, who is uh, um, somebody who's involved in many jobs around the harbor and in the area. Uh, he is also a technician for, for Pasty. Have been keeping up with the sites that I normally maintain, but uh, they pre-run it Pre-winterization has not been done, so that's why I said it's going to get uh, it's going to get interesting. That's why I'm going to try to make it up to my uh, office tomorrow. Um, need to replace uh, one of the charging units for the batteries that keep the site going. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do it or not. I don't know if I've got the dexterity to see to be able to solder the wires, but uh, I figured I'd give it a try. Been talking with Workman's Comp and the insurance company involved um, to find out who the actual gatekeeper is for me to be able to get to any level of work again. Um, it's not clear. Uh, what has become clear is I've been talking to them and talking to my employer, and nobody's been pushing me, by the way. I'm just the one that's bored to death wanting to do something. But I know for sure that I can't just dive back in uh, doing a couple an hour to a couple hours of anything attempt at cognitive during the day wipes me out the next day. So I think it is a little bit at a time. But boy, I'd like to get back to some sort of productivity. All right. Really rambling. I'm sure I'm missing something at this point. We'll catch up on the next episode if I can remember to catch up on it. I uh, hope you haven't found this too boring, but uh, as you know, Again, this is the uh, the general state of the Uper episodes. I've come a long ways. Um, I feel much more extemporaneous. I feel a lot less clumsy on this episode. Um, it's nice to be able to, to look around the room and mostly see things in one image at a distance. Um, but as I said, it kind of catches up. If I move my head more than slowly, uh, the images kind of catch up to wherever I stop. If I close my right eye and look at something and open my right eye, there are two, two images that come together. But
but they don't start out together. So just think about that happening everywhere you look, all day, every day. And uh, times it gets rather nauseating, actually. <laughs> but it's been getting better. Hope things are good by you. Um, I'm really... Uh, this, thanks you so much to everybody that has reached out, contacted me through Discord and private messages and texts. And please understand why I haven't answered each one of you in length and reply, because it's it's an effort. It's really an effort to get anything out, uh, email or text or otherwise. I do what I can, but uh, I'm trying to do the updates here. Hope I haven't bored you to the death. I'm really starting to ramble here, so I think it's time to call this one quits. Well, now there's one other thing I wanted to say. One more thing. It's more than one more thing. Um, yeah, there was so much thing, so much I would have liked to have caught up on during these past 14 weeks. Um, but the concussions had some other effects on me, other than, I mean, the vision made it a challenge to watch things. Um, the initial concussion made it a challenge to even listen to things the first couple of weeks there. Um, I've seen some or felt some strange side effects. Uh, a lot of storylines really bothered me. And I may have talked about this in an earlier episode. I know I thought about it, but I don't know if it ever got recorded. So a lot of things I normally would enjoy watching, if I could watch them without having extreme eye strain, um, weren't enjoyable. I've been listening to reviews, uh, podcast reviews of episodes of shows that I do enjoy. But I can only take them 10 minutes or so at a time. Um, hopefully that's going to change soon. But st some storylines that normally wouldn't bother me really bother me. It's just uncomfortable to watch. And uh, on a personal note, I, 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 can't, I know I've thought about saying this before, but I don't know if it came out. Um, one of the things that really bothered me during the last 14 weeks is that it seems like what I did remember, there, there's a whole period of time there. That the first six weeks, all I remember the first six weeks is the incredible uh, generosity of this town, people showing up with meals and stuff, but I don't remember a whole lot else during that time. Of course, there wasn't a whole lot much else to listen to. I remember, I was laying in bed sleeping as much as I could and concentrating on not being in pain. But um, kept having memories of every awkward social aspect of my life that I had growing up, either from a kid or through my early years or my adult life, things that, you know, I had put behind me going, yep, okay, I could have handled that differently, but, you know, you live and learn and move on. I really didn't want to relive all those ex experiences, but they came and they went and um, I had uncomfortable moments during the day and I had uncomfortable nightmares. And it's not like I, you know, I'm a sociopath or anything. It's not like there's anything horrible out there going on in my past life, except to, you know, my own opinion of myself. But still, and we've all had experiences in our lives that we've gotten by and said, yeah, I would handle that differently at this point in my life. I really didn't want to relive them. <laughs> but that's pretty much what was going on the last 14 weeks. And maybe because I had nothing else to do with my time. I have never been this idle in my life. 
So maybe the subconscious was working overtime, but it wasn't fun. It has settled down quite a bit in the last four weeks. But I, and, and I know I thought about seeing it um, four weeks ago. And it's probably why some of the episodes got recorded in Nick's because I was trying to talk about that then and it didn't come out right. So I just said, screw it and just trash can the episode. But uh, um, I guess the point I'm making is with the vision I couldn't read and I would have been an avid reader past life before I got so busy to have time to read. Um, lots of things to catch up on episode wise and TV viewing and stuff for online viewing, but it wasn't comfortable for me to watch either because of my vision or the content. And uh, um, the other thing I wanted to do with all the spare time in my hands is, you know, I, I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes of, of podcasts that I've put out since 2006 that I took offline because of the COVID Recovery Act, not because I did anything wrong, but because it's like, okay, now I got to go and redocument all the stuff that's in these podcasts because of the, the new licensing laws. And everything I did, as I've said many times before, everything I put online was, was legally licensed for podcasting. But the sites that uh, justified that legal license have gone away. So now I've got to prove that everything I put out there, if I want to put those episodes back up, that they're still legal. And I would like to do that. Oh, but there's hundreds of episodes. Have I had time to do it in the last 14 weeks? Yeah. Have I had the energy to do it? No. So for those that have been tuning in, yes, this is episode 423. There's only maybe a couple of dozen that you can listen to right now. And you can thank the COVID Recovery Act for that. Not only for the podcast that shall not be named, but for Upercast and for virtual youper and a lot of the other stuff i've done in the past it's still there it's 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 online if i can give you if you're interested i can give you the key to get to it but i can't put it out there publicly because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna expose myself to that kind of legal risk despite the fact that it's all legal but uh as i said the burden of proof is on me at this point lots of the lots of the artists especially from 2006 i know i covered this before but you know 2006 2007 um, early days of podcasting, uh, most of those artists were communicating with the podcasters directly as we played their music. So I know I have, I've got emails and, and documentation from the actual artists giving me permission to play this stuff. I just got to track it all down or recontact them. All right. Speaking of that, normally I have... A musical selection selected and I didn't do that this time oh can I pause it long enough and restart this episode maybe we'll do that next time uh, I've messed up with the continuity enough and it's 30 minutes so we'll just leave with the uh, the bell buoy of the harbor that I'm not even sure it should be gone by now with me not leaving the house, I don't know if the Coast Guard Cutter has come here and picked up the bellboy for the winter yet or not. But we'll make believe it's still out there. Take care. We'll talk to you in the next episode. I hope I haven't bored you to the tears. We'll talk again soon. Bye.